0: Very good morning to all our listeners and a warm welcome to our program of Vigyan Prasar. Let me have the privilege of inviting you all to be an active participant in this program. What follows is a conversation between two friends, myself Paranjoy and my friend Rupa. And we are going to talk about the planet Earth. Hi Rupa, what are you up to? It seems you are looking for something.
1: Yes, you were right. I have lost my notes that I had prepared yesterday. Now I'll have to do it all over again. What were these notes about? It was about earth. I took three hours to finish that and it's all a waste now.
0: Don't worry, Rupa. I just had a lecture yesterday on planets and I think I will be able to help you out.
1: Are you serious?
0: Yes, dear. I'll just get my notes and then I'll be able to help
1: Thanks a lot, Poranjoy. I don't know what I would have done without you.
0: Anytime, friend. I'll just come now. Okay, let's start and let me start telling you what you should know about the planet Earth.
1: I know that it is the third farthest from the sun and it is the strangest planet in the solar system.
0: Right. It is an active world combining many of the most exciting features we find on other planets. Volcanoes, erosion, hurricanes, an outsized moon with features that are unique to this planet Earth alone. Features like drifting continents, liquid water, living beings. It is really only in the last 30 years or so that we've been able to put our home planet and the other planets in a context and hence learn how unusual and how fragile our world is. The key has been the exploration of space. On the one hand, we now know the other planets are real worlds rather than just fuzzy blobs in the sky. And on the other, we have been able to look back at the Earth from space and see it as a whole planet. Until recently, Earth scientists have been rather Like the group of blind people trying to describe an elephant in a dark uh, surrounding, you know, the person holding the trunk, the tusks and the tail have all different ideas about the nature of the beast. So it is with planet Earth. A global overview is now helping us tie together the many measurements that Earth scientists have made of the surface of our planet and to understand this planet as a whole.
1: Oh, that was a nice way of explaining. I'll never forget it now. Is Earth the largest of the four rocky planets?
0: Yes, of the four rocky planets, the Earth is the largest, slightly bigger than Venus and three times the size of Mercury. So, is the Earth alone? No. What we would notice first from space is that the Earth is not alone. While Venus and Mercury have no moons and Mars has a tiny pair of satellites that we could Almost overlook at first sight, the Earth has a moon that is fully one quarter of the Earth's own size. With their new extraterrestrial perspective on our world, many astronomers now think of the Earth and the moon as a double planet. This is not unique in the solar system, however, as Pluto also has a double planet. Certainly, we cannot think of the Earth's distant history in isolation.
1: Okay, that's very interesting. Till now, we've seen that planet
0: Earth is the third farthest from the Sun and it is the strangest planet in the solar system. It is an active world combining many of the exciting features we find on other planets, volcanoes, erosion, hurricanes and outsized moon with features that are unique to the Earth alone. Features like drifting continents, liquid water, living beings, It's only in the past 30 years or so that we've been able to put our home planet and the other planets in a certain context and learnt how unusual and how fragile our world is. The key has been the exploration of space. On the one hand, we now know how the other planets are now real worlds rather than fuzzy blobs in the sky. On the other, we've been able to look back at the planet Earth from space and see it as a whole planet. Until recently, Earth scientists had been rather in the position of a group of blind people trying to describe an elephant by feeling it. The people handling the trunk, asks, and the tail of the animal all had very, very different ideas about the nature of the beast. So it is with the planet Earth. A global overview is now helping us tie together the many measurements that Earth scientists have made of the surface of our planet and to understand the Earth as a whole. The dark features of the man in the moon are giant lava planes on Earth's satellite, that is the moon. And these giant lava planes had solidified long ago, when the moon was very young. Nothing much happened to change the moon in billions of years. Here, astronomers reasoned we would find rocks preserved from the birth of the solar system. Rocks that on planet Earth had been destroyed by later volcanic activity and erosion. The 12 astronauts who walked on the moon's surface between 1969 and 1972 brought back one-third of a ton of moon rocks from six different places. Soviet robot craft also sent back to Earth samples of lunar soil from three more locations. And once these pieces of the moon were in the laboratory, however, they caused more confusion than enlightenment. The analysis seemed to rule out all the current theories concerning the birth of the
2: moon.
1: Fantastic. Now let's proceed. One idea current since the 19th century was that the early earth was spinning so fast that it split into two, the smallest fragment became becoming the moon. This was an attractive theory because the moon is less dense than the earth as a whole but has much the same density as the rocks that overlie the earth's dense metal core.
0: I'm just wondering if it is possible to explain the moon's low density.
1: That's a nice point. We can explain the moon's low density if the earth split into two after the core formed and the moon was spun off from the rocky material of its other layers. Unfortunately for this theory, the lunar rocks turn out to be very different from those of the earth's surface. The moon cannot be a lump of the earth that has spun off into space. Other astronomers had suggested that the moon formed as a separate planet and was captured by the earth's gravity soon after both worlds were born. Most astronomers have abandoned this theory.
0: Can you tell us why they have abandoned this theory?
1: For the simple reason that such a gravitational capture is almost impossible. If the young earth and the early moon had passed close by one another, they would have swung about each other and headed off in different directions. There is an analogy with spacecraft here. Marina 10 for example swept past Venus without being captured even though it passed only a few thousand kilometers over the planet's cloud tops. To put a craft like the pioneer Venus, orbiter, into orbit around a planet, you have to fire powerful rockets to slow it down and so allow the planet's gravity to take a firm grip.
0: And if the moon was captured, where did it come from?
1: The four planets out to Mars have a uniformly high density, much higher than the moon's. They formed so close to the sun that the temperature in the early days of the solar system was sufficient to drive out much of the material silicate rocks and iron that are comparatively dense.
0: But you still have not told me where the moon came from and what do we find beyond Mars?
1: I am coming to that dear. Beyond Mars we find the asteroids which contain rocks rich in water and compounds of carbon and have a density similar to that of the moon. Following this argument through, astronomers in the 1960s suggested that the moon came from the region beyond Mars and contained many of the volatile, uh, more volatile is low boiling point compounds, that we find here. When geologists looked at the composition of the rocks brought back by the astronauts, they were amazed. Oh, I
0: knew this. The geologists were amazed because the moon actually contains much less in the way of volatiles than any other body we know in the solar
1: system. Very correct. Actually, in particular, it is bone dry. Although we would not expect to find liquid water or ice on moon's airless surface, there should be water bound in some of the rocks. But no lunar rock shows any trace of water. Even when examined with equipment, that would reveal a drop of water in a hundred tons of rock the moon's rocks are also low in the comparatively volatile elements chlorine potassium and zinc in other words so the
0: moon was not formed in a cool part of the early solar system
1: is that so yes on the contrary it was born in conditions far hotter than attended birth of the rocky worlds this is one more mystery to add to the moon's collections Others include the fact that it is the only rocky world to lack a significant iron core and that is unique in being the only large moon circling a rocky planet. These strange properties of our neighbor world have led many astronomers to what sounds like an even more bizarre theory. Have you heard of the Big Splash?
0: No, tell me, what is it all about?
1: It's a theory dear. According to the Big Splash, Released in the birth of the smaller rocky worlds, some of this heat is still trapped inside the earth today. In addition, our planet contains more of the radioactive elements, uranium, thorium and potassium, which are constantly breaking down and releasing heat. As a result, the temperature of the earth's center is about 5000 degrees celsius, about as hot as the surface of the sun all known substances would normally boil away at this temperature but the pressure of the overlying layers of the earth keeps its center compressed to a solid or liquid state let's take a short break now we'll meet after the break
0: okay but do come back quickly we'll start
1: Publication of popular science books and periodicals has been the mainstay of Vigyan Prasar activities right from its inception. Vigyan Prasar has so far published over 100 titles in English, Hindi and other Indian languages. Some of the series that have evolved over the years are Science Biography Series Science Classics Reprint Series Indian Scientific Heritage Series Natural History Series and the Health Series. Welcome back after the break. The four planets out to Mars have uniformly high density, much higher than the moons. They form so close to the sun that the temperature in the early days of the solar system was sufficient to drive out much of the material silicate rocks and iron that are comparatively dense beyond mars we find the asteroids which contain rocks rich in water and compounds of carbon and have a density similar to that of the moon following this argument through astronomers in the 1960s suggested that the moon came from the region beyond mars and contained many of the volatile low boiling point compounds that we find here According to the big splash released in the birth of the smaller rocky worlds, some of this heat is still trapped inside the earth today. In addition, our planet contains more of the radioactive elements, uranium, thorium and potassium, which are constantly breaking down the releasing heat. As a result, the temperature of the earth center is about 5000 degrees Celsius, about as hot as the surface of the sun.
0: That was tiring. So now let's proceed. What do you say?
1: Of course. Can you tell me about the core of the planet Earth?
0: Okay. In the middle of our planet is a large, dense core. Although they cannot study it directly, Earth scientists believe that the core must consist largely of iron because that would account for the Earth's high average density and would explain the way in which earthquake waves pass through regions near the center of the Earth. This view is bolstered by the fact that some meteorites, presumably debris from disrupted minor planets, consist of pure metal, mainly iron with some nickel alloyed in. What is the core content? The central part of the core is compressed so much that the iron here is solid. Surrounding this inner core is a region of liquid iron and this molten metal sloshes around in our planet It produces electric currents that in turn generate a magnetic field, the strongest on any of the rocky planets. This natural electromagnet is unstable. From the records of old magnetized rocks, Earth scientists have found that every so often, after perhaps... 100,000 or 1 million years, the direction of the Earth's magnetic field flips over. If the red end of a compass needle points north now, it would have pointed south 1 million years ago.
1: Buranjoy, I still did not understand what does the Earth actually contain.
0: Okay, alright, wait, I shall try and explain to you. Most of the Earth, from the outer edge of the core up to the thin crust, that covers the surface is a large region of semi-molten rock called the mantle. It is not liquid enough to flow easily, as does the iron in the outer part of the core, but it will flow slowly over a period of million years, rather like pitch at room temperature, which is solid enough to be shattered with a hammer, but will flow gradually if left for years. By analyzing the paths taken by earthquake waves, scientists are beginning to build up a three-dimensional view of hot and cold regions within the mantle. The waves travel more slowly through the hotter regions.
1: I have heard that the technique is similar to the medical tomography that is now used to construct a three-dimensional image of say a brain from a set of x-rays taken at different angles. It turns out that the mantle contains plumes of hot rock that are rising through the cooler though still incandescent by normal standards, rock around?
0: Right. Also, where a plume breaks the surface, we find a hot spot, a region of continuous volcanic eruption. And one of the best such examples is the big island of Hawaii.
1: What about the big island of
0: Hawaii? This is a vast volcano that rises from the ocean floor to a height of 4200 meters above sea level. The total height from the volcano's own base to the summit is around 10,000 meters, which is more than the height of Mount Everest above sea level. Given that Hawaii has gentle slopes spreading its space over 200 kilometers of the ocean floor, it is undoubtedly a greater mountain than Everest.
1: But I haven't heard about the Big Island of Hawaii. That is because the Big
0: Island of Hawaii lies at one end of a chain of islands and has been an active volcano at one time, but is now more or less extinct. As we go from the Big Island towards the northwest, we encounter older and older peaks. The floor of the North Pacific comprises a large thin plate of the Earth's crust and it is gradually moving northwest. The hot spot, however, stays put. As the moving plate carries the volcanic mountain away from the hot spot that is feeling it, the volcano's fires are extinguished. But the hot spot will eventually break through the new section of the plate that has moved in above it and would erupt to form a fresh island.
1: Thanks a million, Porenjoy. I don't know what I would have done without you.
0: Anything for you, my dear friend. I hope you do your test well tomorrow.
1: I'm very confident now that I'll do it well.
0: I will be more happy then.
1: Let's take a short break now. We'll meet after the break.
0: Okay. But do come back quickly. We'll start.
2: Vigyan Prasar brings out a bilingual monthly newsletter, popular science magazine, Dream 2047 Many of the articles that have appeared in Dream 2047 have been reproduced in newspapers and magazines.
1: Welcome back after the break. Friends, this
0: was a conversation that revealed many interesting facts about the planet Earth that is the third farthest from the Sun and is the strangest planet in the solar system. It is an active world combining many of the most exciting features we find on the other planets, volcanoes, erosion, hurricanes and outsized moon, with features that are unique to the Earth alone. Drifting continents liquid water and living being. It is only in the past 30 years that we've been able to put our home planet and the other planets in context and hence learn how unusual and fragile our world is. The key has been exploration of space. On the one hand, we now know the other planets as real worlds rather than fuzzy blobs in the sky. On the other hand, we've been able to look back at Earth from space and see it as a whole planet. Until recently, Earth scientists have been rather in the position of a group of blind people trying to describe an elephant by feeling it and touching it. The people handling the trunk, the tusks, the tail have all had very different ideas about the nature of the beast. So it is with planet Earth. A global overview is now helping us tie together the many measurements that Earth scientists have made of the surface of our planet and to understand the Earth as a whole.
1: We can explain the Moon's low density if the Earth split into two after the core formed and the Moon was spun off from the rocky material of its outer layers. Unfortunately for this theory, the lunar rocks turned out to be very different from those of the Earth's surface. The Moon cannot be a lump of the Earth has spun off into space. Other astronomers had suggested that the Moon formed as a separate planet and was captured by the Earth's gravity soon after both worlds were born. Most astronomers have abandoned this theory. The four planets out to Mars have a uniformly high density, much higher than the moons. They formed so close to the sun that the temperature in the early days of the solar system was sufficient to drive out much of the material, silicate rocks and iron, that are comparatively dense.
0: Beyond Mars, we find the asteroids which contain rocks rich in water and compounds of carbon and have a density similar to that of the Moon. Following this argument through, astronomers in the 1960s suggested that the Moon came from the region beyond Mars and contained many of the volatile, that is, low boiling point compounds that we find here. When geologists looked at the composition of the rocks brought back by the astronauts, they were amazed because the Moon actually contains much less in the way of volatiles than any other body we know in the solar system. According to the big splash released, uh, according to this theory of the big splash, let me put it this way, the big splash itself released in the birth of the smaller rocky worlds, some of this heat is still trapped inside the earth today. In addition, our planet contains more of the radioactive elements like uranium, thorium and potassium which are constantly breaking down and releasing heat. As a result, the temperature of the Earth's center is about 5000 degrees Celsius, about as hot as the surface of the Sun. And all known substances would normally boil away at this temperature, but the pressure of the overlying layers of the Earth keeps its center compressed to a solid or liquid state.
1: In the middle of a planet is a large dense core. Although they cannot study it directly, Earth scientists believe that the core must consist largely of iron because that would account for the Earth's high average density and would explain the way in which earthquake waves pass through regions near the center of the Earth. This view is bolstered by the fact that some meteorites, presumably debris from disrupted minor planets, Consist consists of pure metal, mainly iron with some nickel alloyed in. The central part of the core is compressed so much that the iron here is solid. Surrounding this inner core is a region of liquid iron. As this molten metal sloshes around in our planet, it produces electric currents that in turn generate a magnetic field the strongest on any of the rocky planets. This natural electromagnet is unstable. From the records of old magnetized rocks, earth scientists have found that ever every so often, after perhaps 100,000 or 1 million years, the direction of the Earth's magnetic field flips over. If the red end of a compass needle points north now, it would have pointed south 1 million year ago.
0: Scientists have discovered the remains of living cells in Australian rocks that were laid down 3,500 million years ago. Some of the earliest rocks known on this planet. Since then, life has evolved in a myriad different forms and fossils show us many other kinds of creatures that have turned out to be dead ends. Sometimes, these new variants on old creatures died out because they were unlucky in the struggle for survival. More often, changing conditions made life too difficult and tipped the balance in favor of a competing species.
1: The demise of the dinosaurs has led to a great debate between scientists holding rival theories. In 1979, an American team claimed to have proof that the dinosaurs were wiped out by a great asteroid that crashed into the earth. The impact raised a cloud of dust that blocked out the sun's light, so killing plants and starving the animals that fed on them. The evidence was the discovery of a layer rich in the element iridium laid down at the time when the dinosaurs died. This element is rare on the Earth's surface but is common in meteorites. Researchers have suggested that the colossal impact also burned down most of the trees on Earth and scattered broken grains of quartz over our planet. Some scientists believe that mass extinction happens regularly every 30 million years or so as a shower of comet hits the Earth. Well, after
0: listening to our show, Tell us what your reactions are. Do let us know as we will be waiting for your reactions, your suggestions, your queries, your replies, your ideas, your views. And please note down our postal address. Vigyan Prasad, C24, Khutab Institutional Area, New Delhi, 110016. Now it's time for us to say goodbye. Have a nice day and we hope to see you once again in the next program of Vigyan Prasad.
1: Namaskar. Research: Mridula Balakrishnan. Script: Poonam Shrivastav and Mridula Balakrishnan. Production assistance: Priya Natarajan and Mridula Balakrishnan. Voiceover artist: Varunjay Guhathakurta and Rupa Mitra. Recording, editing, and mixing: Sadhan Lal Mehta. Program coordinator: Dr. T. V. Venkateswaran.
2: Welcome to Vigyanvani Science Snippets. Electronic Governance. Electronic governance or e governance may be defined as a delivery of government services and information to the public using electronic means e-governance has emerged as one of the flaccid applications of information technology to the processes of government functioning to bring about simple moral accountable responsive and transparent governance the it enabled government will ensure better transparency and services to the public this would enable citizens to have the choice of accessing government information and services Advancement in information technology provides the opportunity to governments and administrations throughout the world to improve the delivery of information and services to citizens and businesses, to streamline public sector functions and to increase participation in government. The Government of India has taken several steps in pursuing e-governance to make this concept a reality. The Ministry of Information Technology has set up a centre for e-governance for creating awareness amongst decision-makers, offering e-governance solutions and services and implementing policy changes for effective e-governance. The Planning Commission of the Government of India has recommended that the government earmark approximately Rs 3,000 crores in addition to the 3% plan outlay of each ministry for re-governance and convergence projects during the 10th five-year plan, that is 2002 to 2007. For establishing a government-citizen to interface, the working group of the Planning Commission has also proposed a set-up, an India portal, to serve as one-stop destination for public access to information on various aspects of government functioning, as well as a single-window system for delivery of government services. Though e-governance began with National Informatics Centres, NIC, their efforts to connect all district headquarters through computers in the 1980s, the approach over the years has grown out of the same idea. The concept has been dominated by connectivity, networking, technology upgradation, selective delivery systems for information and services, and an array of software solutions.